Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the More Business, More Life podcast. This show is for socially conscious leaders, entrepreneurs, CEO founders that have found success, but they yet they don't have the ideal life that they would like. And what we're going to do is bring in concepts and systems so that we can increase business with millions of additional revenue while lowering our work hours, ideally below 40 hours a week. We call this more business, more life. And it's an and, not an or. We don't have to have either or. We can actually systemize this to have both. And those are the concepts we're going to come with each episode. Sometimes we might talk a little bit more about business, sometimes more life, most of the time, both. <laughs> so welcome to the show. Welcome to More Business, More Live podcast. And today we're going to talk about how do we choose the life that we want? And maybe you know, but we're really going to talk about how do we choose. Like when you know you want something, but because of finance, because of the bills that have to be paid, because of all these life circumstances, maybe we don't make that choice. We want to slow down and look at many different perspectives on how do we actually get the courage and the know-how to make a choice, but make it a good choice, one that's going to fill our life, not hurt us. And we're going to pick that apart on an emotional, mental, and on the physical decision-making. And then even you could say the spiritual path, how do we know we're making the right decision and how do we actually make the decision? So we're going to break all that down right now. I'm sharing time here with these amazing, beautiful women, Melissa Barrett and Stephanie Vetter. Giovanni is with family today, as he should be. And that's why we have team so that we can continue on even when someone else is having other parts of their life become prominent. So today we wanted to talk about knowing we want change in our life. I think there's a lot of times we feel that and then how and how do we make that change is a part of it, but also how we get stuck not making the change because of all the things in life that are that are set up and this seems to be coming up a lot so we thought you know we, we would start exploring this and this could be a rather long topic so we might have to break it up here but we want to talk about that part of us that knows okay this isn't the way i want my life i want to make change but we have all these buts right like okay i still need to make this much money i can't leave my job i this, that, the other real world things that come in, but yet they're also part of our own mind and our own makeup. So we have to be cognizant of that. And then how do we deal with it? So that's kind of, and we're not saying we're going to have an answer right away here, but we're going to explore it and look for what, what we have. So maybe let's first just start with noticing that we want change. Cause I think that's even, sometimes we're just going through the motion. We don't even notice that we want the change or that we even have a choice, I guess. It's a mixture of both of those. What, what, do you, what do you two think? Well, it's interesting. I think that we do know to some degree, and it goes back to even our core value of fun, 
when we're not having joy in something, but we keep doing it anyway, we keep choosing to bring that pain or to, you know, to perpetuate this experience that we don't want. I think deep down we know that we don't want it, but sometimes it takes someone to help us look in the mirror or just something to happen, like something really big to be a wake-up call. I mean, hopefully we don't get to that that point. But yeah, I think deep down we do know, but then we cover it up with the shoulds of life. Well, I should do this, or I have to do this, or I must do this. And there's usually some good reason, right, whether it's real or imagined, that keeps us on this train, going this direction that we don't want to go because we just... We, we, for whatever reason, we can't choose something else in the moment. I think that's what's been coming up for all of us this week in one way or another, either for ourselves, maybe not this week, but in the past year or two, these things have been happening. And it's like, did I choose this? How can I not choose this? I don't know. Well, and even it goes beyond just to jump in, like maybe you are deep down choosing it, but you're not, not taking the direct action and then that's where like we often say sometimes you know life taps us and taps us and then it slaps us because sometimes we might see it and feel it but we're not taking that action because it's scary let's just be real direct about it we're doing something in a way that we already knew or and and i think also the question according to whom like you know a lot of times we we say, I have to do this, but then have you asked yourself, oh, according to whom? Like, who? who's the one that told you to do that? A lot of times it's ourself, but we want to think, we want to think that it's ourself, but maybe someone else indoctrinated us into this way of thinking. Yes. And it's unfortunate that it takes a slap because we do get tapped and sometimes they're small and sometimes they're bigger taps, but these things happen to try to like it's I just picture this like being smacked like hey stop going that way like go this way and it's like a redirect like those taps are trying to redirect you to a different way and if we're not paying attention to the taps then then life will choose for us and hopefully it's not catastrophic but I've certainly had some pretty significant slaps in my life and it does if you have someone, like in this case, I had you, right, to be like, hey, that's a tap, like that's telling you something, pay attention and choose differently or it's going to keep, you know, it's going to keep happening. I think a lot of times people wonder like, oh, I have bad luck or, you know, why does this keep happening to me? Or you hear people who are like, oh, that's what it is. Like, this is my life. It's crazy. Things are crazy. It's like, well, are you cho- are we choosing this to some degree? Probably. Or we're just not choosing differently, maybe. I don't know. I think that's the key, choosing differently, because I think deep down it is always a choice, right? So we're choosing a different way. And then when we don't have the courage to do it, like life will fix it up. (laughs) Then it might not be exactly, and a lot of times it's not exactly the way we thought it would be, but it does happen. And that's where we get caught up in the how. And sometimes we get in the minutia of that and being a little bit more open that it might be a way that you've never thought, you know, that it could be, but yet you are, you are bringing it in, you know, you know, as a real life example, I know for you, Stephanie and Melissa, I know you could chime in on this too, but you, when you're working in a corporate position and you know, you don't want to do that anymore, but then it's really scary to give up something that you've had for years, if not decades. So let's go back to the word choice. I think Stephanie and Melissa, you both did choose 
that you did want out and then, but your journeys are totally different, you know, and then in a way you could say life chose for you, Stephanie, but did it, I mean, did you choose and manifest that they would let you go? You know, I mean, just as an example, and I know everyone listening might not know the story. So maybe you'll have to give a little, you'll have to rewind a little bit and share. I mean, certainly I think a lot of times we go after what we want and then we work so hard to get that thing. In this case, you know, I had been in ad sales for, oh my gosh, like maybe 15 plus years and, you know, always had visions of leadership, always thought that I had something to share and that I could help people because I was able to find success in such a, a meaningful way. And so I, I got that leadership position You know, I was working with a billion dollar media company, one of the biggest in the country. And we sold all the things like all media and we had quotas for all the things. And it was not an easy gig just as someone in business development and then go into leadership. And, you know, it was something that I had always wanted. I remember like being 25 and getting into the industry and seeing the managers like just held up on a pedestal and so respected. And it was just like, they were so cool. And so I, I wanted that. And it was in a d- totally different environment. Everything's virtual now, but I, I got that. And so that felt like I was winning, like I was having that success. But in the role, man, my life was not my own. My calendar, I couldn't choose my day. I, everybody else chose for me. If there was like a little sliver of time in my calendar, somebody would book it. And I was just on calls like, nonstop, which leaves you no time to do the work from all the meetings that you've encountered. So I was working evenings too. And I've got littles, you know, they're now six and 10 at the time they were younger. And I, I just couldn't spend time with them at night. Like they wanted me to read to them. My daughter actually started writing her name into my calendar on my desk because I would miss bedtime. Sometimes I would go to like tuck them in and they'd already be asleep. And that hurt like so bad it you just think like seeing those moments those flashbacks it's really hard right to to think about that because like as a mom that's what you live for those little moments and they go by so fast and so I just you know I was not happy I was unhappy but I was also like the breadwinner in the family and so I I felt like I couldn't choose to not do that job I couldn't just wake up and be like nope not showing up for work today even though I wanted that many times, I couldn't I couldn't do that. But inside I was asking for a way out and I was meditating on it and I was talking to you about it like, hey, what could we do? Because we had always wanted to partner together and I knew that was something that I wanted, but I couldn't connect the dots to see how I went from that to this to make that happen because we were, I had responsibilities like my paycheck that was accounted for, you know? So I didn't feel like I could choose, but I wanted to and then... I'll just say that I got that bad news, right? Got the bad news. They let me go. And so I think people, most people would think that getting laid off is a, is a good thing or a bad thing. They will think that it's a bad thing. But for me, it was a good thing. Like, I was so happy that that happened for me. Not in the moment. I was scared. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was not due to my performance. Just throwing that out there. The company laid off like 400 people at that moment. But, you know, I'm grateful that that happened because then I could do something else. I was free to do something else. And I once the decision was made for me, it was like, okay, then I was like on that path. I went that way and I went kind of all in as much as I could like at the time. But it, yeah, 
So I I was asking for it, but I wasn't choosing it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that's where this topic hinges on, like breaking yeah. it down. And before we break that down, just like include Melissa in this, of course. And I think it's so fitting that here we are because both you women have very similar that like there's a whole thread on exactly what Stephanie's saying. But in this case, you did choose in the end, but it wasn't easy either. And it did take a while. So Melissa may do the same thing, like take us to that moment of choice. So then then we can extrapolate like how 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 did that happen? Yeah, I think for me, you know, growing up in that workaholic family, what success looked like for me was, you know, being in a corporation, moving up in the company. You know, that's I grew up watching my dad kind of go through that and be in that big corner office. So I think I took a similar path in terms of working at, you know, the largest payment technology company in the world. And just kind of moving up, you know, I started off answering the switchboard telephone even, and then ended up as, you know, a vice president. And I think one of the things, you know, you talk about, you know, going through the process, but for me, I enjoyed what I was doing. I loved the people that I worked with and I did feel like, okay, I've, I've got some, some success here. But I always felt like I wanted to give more. And it got to a point where I felt like the the powers that be were not in alignment with where I wanted to go. So that was kind of with me. It wasn't like I, you know, that tap that you talk about. It's like I feel like I'm I'm in a good place. I'm successful. I'm I want to do this. But then, you know, my husband was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. And for me, it was a little bit of a wake up with me saying, I better make time to spend with my husband and wanting to just make sure that we took time to be with each other until then he passed away 17 months later. The challenge, I think, after that for me was I felt like, you know, your whole world is different. And I wasn't even sure who I was because I was so used to being a couple. And I remember going to like my first wedding after he passed away. And it was like, it was freaking me out. Like I was going to be like sitting there by myself. <laughs> it just like freaked me out. Yeah. And I, I really just wasn't sure who I was. And it wasn't like I regretted who I was. It just was a totally different person now. And it's like, how do you take what you had and figure out where you're going? Because, you know, we had plans together and now it was like the plans are all different. Like, what was I doing? Where was I going? And so for me, I think I knew something needed to be done, some work needed to be done on me to figure out what did I want. And I think, you know, it was me really searching. I mean, and there was a lot of uncertainty in my position after my husband passed away. And, you know, unfortunately, it's probably a little bit more of a trend 
in corporate now for, to just lay people off. <laughs> and they don't really care whether somebody died or, you know, whatever's going on in your life, just deal with it. But for me, it was kind of like there was enough uncertainty to make me want to go, like, how long do I really want to work? What work do I really want to do? If I don't feel impactful in the work that I'm doing here, what work should I be doing? And and where do I want to go? So I just started asking myself a lot of questions, but I didn't really have the answers. <laughs> so, so for me, it was, I needed to ask for some help. I needed, I, I was like, I need a coach. And so for me, that's kind of how I began that journey. I think I had been tapped, but it was, it was me saying, okay, now that my entire world is different. Like, what do I want? Yeah. So like, you, you're like, you're in a book and then someone tears out some chapters that you had known that they were there. Right. And yeah. it's like, Oh, where do we go? There's a gaping hole in the, in the, in the preset story here. The ending did not end the way that I thought. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, and that, so, so again, so I guess there was a big wake up. So even though you weren't let go from your job, you chose to change your path, but it was a life moment that was, you know, huge, right? Being with someone and planning to be together the rest of your life and then to have that not be true anymore, it made you question and question until, so then I guess just the, go to this point, Melissa, it didn't change right away. It's not like that he didn't pass away and you just quit your job. You know, you went back to work for a period of time to sort out some of these questions, I think. But then, so can you remember like what, is there a significant moment that led you to finally have the courage to make the choice? Or I, I don't know. I, I mean, I know it kind of evolved because uh, obviously I know the story and I worked with you through this, but I'm just questioning, is there, was there a moment where you finally just said, okay, and, and, and if so, is there anything you can share, like how you got to that moment to finally choose to change? Well, so I, I would say, you know, and it's an interesting journey because it was before the pandemic and there was George Floyd and the murder of George Floyd had just significant impact to people in terms of just really opening some of their eyes and realizing that there were people that had different lived experiences. And I can't even tell you how many conversations we had at the office or listening sessions or just a meeting to listen to just people express their challenges. And I remember breaking down in one of the meetings and I am not, I will say I'm not an emotional person or at least I didn't used to be, but. Or I, allow yourself to be. <laughs> right. But I remember breaking down in one of those meetings and it was, it became really challenging for, to go through the process and be impacted by the process, but yet be expected to perform during the process. As 
somebody who has, you know, just that kind of a lived experience to worry about your kids or your son, you know, getting stopped by the police or, you know, whatever. And so I think what happened was there was so much conversation about diversity, equity and inclusion. And there was such a lack of actual execution and really helping people. Because for me, it wasn't about like you didn't have to like flip the corporation upside down. But could you at least provide some transparency about what the process would look like and how long you think, the, you know, certain initiatives would take or, you know, but there was just there was a lot of confusion. And I think I think for me, I felt like I wanted to get off the hamster wheel and actually live my life because I was literally working like 18 hours a day. And when the pandemic hit, I was stuck in my office 18 hours a day on the phone. I would put the headphones on at like 6 a.m. And I would be working all day and night and, you know, try to get out to the kitchen to pull some snacks and, you know, something here and there. But when you're working like that, you realize you really don't have a life at all. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it just became easier almost to hide it was kind of like the flower blossoming. And I was like, wow, you know what? I could do something else. I could, I can choose to get off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, so it's a series of moments in life to live. It, it just wasn't, you know, wasn't letting go. Right. So I guess something was inside of you. And then these significant moments, they're not small, they're significant. And, they just kept saying to you to to live, which I know we shared a lot on one of our previous podcasts about like, why wait? So ultimately, I'm going to go a little deeper because I think that's where this is. So then having all those moments, then I know, and I know both of you, it wasn't easy decision. Like even as Stephanie said, she was still freaked out when she found out, but then she's like, okay, now like I have more reason to choose another way. So, cause I think even after George Floyd, it was still some time before you finally made the final decision. But is there any more, like if you just slow down right around the time that you decided, if you can, you know, let your mind go back to that and remember what, was there a final sliver of something that said, okay, now I'm going to, I'm going to do it or, or. I think what happened for me, thankfully is I, I did hook up with a couple of coaches, you being one, but I actually had a coach just prior to you. And I feel like she was the one I probably needed at the time. You know, she kind of helped me just think a little bit differently about what I was doing. And I mean, like day to day doing, like what was my work like at the office versus what did I really want to do? Like, what was my purpose here? And how do I explore my purpose in a way that allowed me to also really honor my husband and the life we had together? And so I felt like she she started me thinking a little bit differently from the work day 
which, you know, for me was like, okay, I'm working. You know, my kids are now grown, like I'm working. But then I had the opportunity to really connect with you, Steve, and really kind of go into a lot more detail about you can have your own business. What does that look like? What do you want your business to be? It's like you pushed me in the direction of the wind. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was kind of one of those things where it was like I feel like I want to do this. I do want this. I want my impact to be this. You literally I'll never forget because I was like, "You know what? I'm going to quit my job." And you were like, "You are. That's great. Like, when?" And I said like February. And you were like, "Why February?" And I had no answer at all. <laughs> Flip like, I don't know. I just kind of arbitrarily <laughs> picked February, I guess. It was like, okay, why not December or, you know, some other date? So it was really kind of one of those like, hmm, I don't know. But, you know, you had, you had me thinking deeper, as you always do. It's kind of that depth of like, okay, and what does that do for you? Yeah. yeah. What will February do for you? <laughs> exactly. So let's pause real quick and take a break and we'll be right back. I just want to have an expression of gratitude right now for Pro Audio Voices. They're the ones that uh, produce my podcast and Becky and her team are amazing. And for those of you that know me, I'm all about WOW clients, WOW partners, and Pro Audio Voices is a WOW partner for me. And if you wanna learn more, you can go to proaudiovoices.com and you can learn about them. They also do audiobooks, and they're just amazing people. Thank you, Becky. In a way, you could say the obvious question, it's not always so obvious to us though. And, and then we make, these decisions and yet may or may not be in service of us. Yeah. And I'm saying decide to, to not make the choice when you know you should. I think this has been a good exploration because we all tend to do this. I, even myself, you know, so, you know, many know, you know, I started my first business at 19 and from 19 to 31, I had grown it and everyone thought it was amazing, but inside I was breaking down because ultimately I became an entrepreneur so I didn't become a workaholic and then I could be a family man and now by the time I'm 31 I have my son in my life and you know I was feeling in a way like a failure and I still didn't choose different either Melissa and Stephanie I I still was like okay I'm gonna find a way I was always trying to do it and I got dragged to a workshop it was a friend of mine and she had bought a ticket and said it was non-refundable and you know i wouldn't make her lose money so i felt obligated to go and it was a three-day event my plan was to show up on the friday the first day and then sneak off i i'm serious that was what i was you know i was like there's no way i'm gonna waste three days if i'm not working i'm gonna be with my with my son and and my wife and even that I know now is a, would be a lie because if I wasn't there, I would be in the office working like I did many weekends. And even if I wasn't at the office, then I'd be back at home and I still hadn't de delegated all those things either. So then I would be doing yard work or different things for the house and doing all the things that 
or we should do right like go get the career going get the house with the family and then we're just working all the time are we so i guess the bigger question is are we really choosing life are we really living what we want and i'm here to say too i didn't really directly choose to change everything right away i thought i was but when I went to that workshop, I saw some of the other entrepreneurs there doing it way different than me. And I can say here that I think the reason I didn't, it took for me getting outside help as it sounded like for both of you as well. And for me, it was being willing to finally ask for help because I think at that time, all through my twenties, I was afraid that the entrepreneurs that are older than me would look down on me or think less of me or not take me serious or not do business with me, all those things. If I revealed my weakness or, you know, that I didn't understand something. So. So what was there a defining moment for you though, Steve? Well, yeah. Like when I realized that you could ask for help, like, so I saw other people in that room there, like, you know, I had, I'm not saying I never educated myself, Melissa. Like I, I would read books, and I, but I would basically educate myself in my own solitude because it, like, isn't that weird? Like, it's weird for me to say this now because it's like thinking that learning is a secret thing. Like you're just supposed to be a genius, right? Like you just, you have it all. But if you had to go learn something, you better go learn it alone so they don't know you're learning because you should have already knew. And which sounds, I mean, just saying it that way, it's like so freaking ridiculous. But that hadn't have been what I was Imposter syndrome. Yeah. It's imposter syndrome. <laughs> Right. So I was living that for sure, because I didn't want anyone to know that I didn't know. And then I would go learn and then I would come back the next time and know, but that hurts because now you're like learning in a closet. That's like not the best way to learn. So I guess that was the deciding moment when I walked into a workshop where people literally signed up for help. And I was like, what you do that? And, and it did freak me out too. Like right when I got there, another woman next to me just like breaking down crying like right away and i'm like where the heck am i what, what is going on i'm like oh my gosh i was trying i was like i really got to get out of here <laughs> and, then, and then the speaker starts talking and i was like oh my gosh i really need i need to hear this yeah and i saw this is a man that went through things that i went through but overcame them in dramatically different ways and a lot easier and i was like Oh, he knows stuff I don't know. And for the first time in my life, whatever happened in that room allowed me, gave me this feeling of permission. And somehow in that moment, looking at all those people asking for help and then people are there. I mean, I didn't even know like the seminar business was like a thing. I mean, I had heard of people like Tony Robbins, stuff like that. But I'd never had experienced that. And then to be in a room with a bunch of people that wanted help, I was like, oh, that's a thing? You just ask for help? Like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. So I think that was that was it. Like giving me my myself permission to say, I don't know what you know. Will you please teach me? That was basically what I did. I surrendered, you know, it was I it was like I did, and I didn't do this. I wasn't ready for that now, but it was like, that was me taking a bow. It was like, it was kind of like, you know, it, like you see in scripture, it's like falling to my knees and finally saying, okay, I'm ready. Teach me. 
why is it that we don't ask for help? I mean, why is it so challenging for us to to do that? I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but just off what I just said, I can only know my own experience. I was afraid. I I was afraid that I wasn't good enough, that, you know, I would be, basically, I would just be squashed. I would be worthless if I showed that I was weak. And then, therefore, I, didn't, I did not allow myself to be weak, perceived to be weak. But then I really realized, wow, it was actually weak of me to not have the courage to ask for help. I mean, that's actually strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's what it was for me, Melissa. How about you? Like, what, what allowed you to finally ask for help? That's a good question, because I do feel like the whole lack of emotion for me in terms of like the way I grew up, like you don't show emotion at work or, you know, but I think for me, when you have a major life changing experience, like your husband of 25 years passing away, I think it's almost like walking again. You know, you have to you knew how to walk at one point, but. Now you have to be retaught, you know? And so I think I just had this feeling of like, just totally opening yourself up. And I think one of the things that I I kind of credit to you as well is just be outside of your comfort zone and just stay there. You know, it's okay. Like that feeling that you are outside of your comfort zone, it gets broader and broader because you just keep stepping out of your comfort zone. Next thing you know, you're so far out that it's like, why not just keep on going? It happened for me, but do you now feel comfortable, uncomfortable? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I I mean, there are still times where I feel like, oh, I better like, you know, write my speech or whatever, you know, but I don't- You have to start that one over again. (laughs) I, I said, I don't, I think sometimes I feel like I have to write things down or prepare and, you know, all of that. But I I feel okay with being more flexible. And and I think that's where, you know, you, you start and you kind of, you want a particular thing, but it's like everything doesn't always work out the way you want and it's okay. Right. Just go with it. And in some of those cases, then I've found that I actually gained what I wanted, but in a totally different way. That's where I often say, don't give up on the destination, but be willing to give up on the path. You know, I think that's, I got, that's another thing I got very confused with. I would map out a a road and then the road would be a disaster. And then I would be going through like a soldier trying to break through everywhere or construction worker, build my own roads, you know, like whatever metaphor you want to use. I was fighting or building my way or breaking through like I was a demolition crew too, trying to get there instead of just saying, wait a minute, just down the road here, there's another road and it's brand new and it's flat and easy and you can ride down. It's gained and it has lines. and (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's perfect, right? So, and that you do, you don't let yourself off the road that you had planned, even though it sucks or it hurts, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I want to bring it back to Stephanie. I mean, I was remembering because you called me right after they told you, I think pretty quickly, like within hours, maybe, or the, definitely that day, I think they gave you another job opportunity. So to your credit, like you said, it wasn't performance. Like you were one of the first, they deleted your role, but they're like, but you could come back and work a different role. 
So I guess in a way, just rethinking it, you actually did have a choice, but there was a big trigger. You're like, wait a minute, you're just going to like lay me off. Then, you know, yeah, I could come back and work for you in a different position, but maybe let's come back to that word choice again. You still did make a choice. So what made the difference this time? Well, I think it was like everything we're talking about. And even just I wrote down like when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Right. And sometimes we are on that bumpy road, just like, you know, trying to power through it. And it really took somebody else. I mean, it took you. We had started the conversation months before that had even happened because you were watching me over, you know, the year that I was in that role. Like, are you sure you're okay? Like, are you sure this is what you want? Like, I'll try to help you navigate this. But like, you know, I think it does take someone who cares to question you. Like you, somebody bought you a ticket and said, you have to show up to this event because they were paying attention. And the same thing. And, you know, even Melissa, Steve saying like, well, why February? Like, why not now? It did take somebody questioning my choices and out of love, right? Like somebody seeing what was happening and and noticing and challenging you on what you're doing. So it started there. And so I think the conversation started happening before that. I had already had in my mind, like, how how do I choose differently? Like, how do I do, how do I not be in this anymore? But I, like we talked about, I couldn't. Thank you for reminding me that. So you were already planning to find a point to transition. I was, but I, I didn't have any plans for a time frame. I didn't know if it was possible. I was really doubting it. And it's interesting. We talk about the taps. For me, there was all these little signs. I remember even, I think I was sending you pictures one night. I was like out and about. There were turtles showing up for me. And then I'd even gone to this one restaurant and went to use the ladies room. And there was this piece of art that you actually had in your home, which, you know, we had spent time through mentorship group programs in your home doing sessions and stuff. And there was this piece of art and I think it it's the unicorn one. What does it say? Oh yeah. Always be yourself unless you can be a unicorn, then always be a unicorn. Is that always one? Be, yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And like it just seemed like everywhere I turned, there were these signs. So there was like a little bit of a buildup. And so I think if it maybe wasn't for that when it came time to being laid off, I may have so they offered me to go back into business development, like even keep my manager salary, which was significantly more, and go back into business development and like had it not been for, you know, some of the coaching and the mentoring before that, I probably would have just done it because it was like, well, this I know how to do. I've done this for almost 20 years. I could have just easily gone back and done that. But I had already known that I did want something different. I didn't, you know, and even though I would have had more freedom, a little bit more flexibility, I probably could have had a lot of success because I could have done things my way again. I don't know. I just, I knew I wanted something more meaningful something more beautiful and like the work that we do together is just it fills you up in a different way like I know I helped businesses through marketing I helped them and it was enjoyable and all of that but I also think it's the path that I had to go down like a a lot of what I've learned over the years I think is just going to help me be so much better equipped to like serve our clients and and have more of what I want so Sometimes you have to go down the bumpy path to really appreciate and be grateful for what you get to do next. And I, yeah, just super grateful. But I was going to ask you your question. I think I I got off the phone and I showed up for my manager one-to-one meeting on a Friday morning and HR was there. And now being a manager, I was like, all right, 
I know what this is. And I didn't see it coming. I should have, though, like, you know, Q2 earnings reports. I just come out and people were freaking out. I was like, oh, we're good. Like our teams, you know, we're overperforming. We're like had crushed our quota already for the quarter. I was like, we're fine. And then I was like, oh, it's me. It's like, I see you. It's me. All right. And so I sat through the call and I was like, oh, my gosh, that was harsh. You know, it takes your breath away a little bit, like even though ultimately it was just it was a shock. And then they presented me that other option. And I was like, I I don't know. I even said, like, I don't know. I I knew instantly. I was like, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to do. But I wasn't prepared to, like, tell them even. So I had them give me till Monday. I called my husband first and then I called you. And then we then we danced to the Fiesta song. <laughs> Yeah, for all those that know, it was um, exploding kittens. It's like a, uh, it's an artistic card game, and then they have a fiesta version, and it, you open the lid, and it plays like a uh, uh, Mary Fiesta Fiesta song. It's so fun. So anyway, yeah. Steve was like, "Wait, let me get the thing." He's like, "This is good," and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> all right, it's all right," and he like brings me over. Yeah, well, because like the night before we had just played that game. And so the game was still sitting out while I was making my cup of cacao that morning. And then, or maybe it was even, this is a lunchtime cacao. I think it was more like in the afternoon. Sometimes I have it in the afternoon, sometimes in the morning. But I was I was having a cup of cacao and, and I had just seen the game there. And I had said to the kids, I was like, this is so fun. I love this song. I need to just have this box every time I want to celebrate with my clients or my team. And I'll just have the box on my desk so I could just open it and start playing. And then Stephanie calls me and I was like, oh my gosh, I have the, I have the box. And it starts playing the song. And that, so- is so, that is so Steve right there. Oh, yeah. It was so funny. I was like, oh, this is okay. This is good. This is good. And he was like, oh my God, you've, you've been like asking for this. You've been looking you know, out, like praying for something different for so long. He's like, this is a sign. I'm like, okay yeah yeah okay it even took a minute to like sink in but then then he's like okay i'm gonna play it again like at the end of our call we talked for a little bit and i was like okay by the end of the call i was dancing yeah i guess i because i had realized i was celebrating for her because i thought this is a huge success it's everything you wanted freedom yeah it was like wait let me catch up yeah and then Stephanie took the rest of the call to catch up and then celebrate with me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. But even that. So you're right. Like I, you know, I needed help to fully embrace that because it could have, I mean, I don't think that I would have chose the other offer because it was, you know, I knew, but yeah, it still took its support. Like, yeah. Cause I mean, I, I guess it could have crept okay. in. Yeah. Right. It could have crept in over the weekend and you're like, oh, I'm going to do the right thing for my family. I'll take that other job. Maybe, maybe. But I think you're right. You were so ready. That's why for me, it was instant success. And I wanted to play the song <laughs> right away because you had wanted it so bad, Stephanie. And then it was like handed to you. And I clearly saw, I was like, okay, you wouldn't have chose this right now at this moment, but life just did it for you. What a blessing. Yeah. And it did, I was taken care of. Like, it wasn't like I, they just dropped me, you know, I did. And I don't want to share too much, but it, like, you know, it helped. There was a bridge. Like, there was a some help. Like, we're going to let you go, but here's a little package to help you get there. And so it allowed me to transition. And my family was still taken care of. Like, all the stars just sort of aligned. And I was like, 
this really happening right now? Like, this feels like a dream. Like, it was very surreal that I could have every, that I was able to have everything that I had asked for. And yeah, and more. beautiful. And yeah. more. Yeah. 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 Still happening. Still being gifted. But yeah. Well, yeah. Well, now being on the other side, and I know we could probably pick on the moment. So I guess just I'll do a quick summary. So we have this desire building up, building up significant things happening in our life to make it even more present. And I hope that hearing all of our stories for those listening, really start to allow yourself to dream before you have some catastrophe in your life, you know, because none of us really wanted that, but we also know it's part of our journey. And I think, you know, the three of us maybe are a little more stubborn here because we probably could have chose a lot earlier, but we didn't for whatever reason, right? We waited till, you know, things get really bad or we get paralyzed or, you know, whatever to make big decisions. And I laugh, but I don't laugh because, you know, that's the thing. But I, I guess to summarize that enough built up in our life to finally really be provoked. But then I think we're all saying, including myself, that we probably would have let it take even longer if we didn't finally reach out for help. You know, so I took like a really deep desire for change and big stuff happening in our life that we were not satisfied with. In this is like a cocktail we're mixing up here. So you got to take that, put that in the cup. And then we had help. We got help, you know, to flavor it up a little bit more and shake that up. And that, I think those are the, I think we're all saying this. Those are the two significant things that finally brought the third, which was to actually choose and take action. Would, would you both agree or did I miss something? Or if you want to add something to that? No, I think that was it. Again, Melissa and I's case, yeah. The cherry on top was just the lessons, right? The Steve lessons, all the Steve guidance, all the good stuff that came with that. And I think what's been really fantastic, not only, I mean, when you talked about messages from someone that cares, you know, that's huge. Because I think when we think about the work that we do, we don't necessarily think about our leadership in that sense of love you know what i mean or at least you know in the corporate world you certainly don't yeah but i feel like you know steve comes with this amazing i I don't even know what to call it he has this connection with people that allows not only him to connect but for you to begin connecting in a different way with others that is so much more impactful to the world in in itself you know, and I, I liken it to that, you know, pebble skipping across the lake because it's so amazing to see to see how it works in action. You know, it's just to me, I don't, I'm not even sure I'm actually giving it justification in terms of how it feels. But when you're able to connect with people on a different level and then really feel like you have a purpose in life. It is, it's just transcendent. The gift that is given is is way bigger than the gift itself. Well, thank you, Melissa. And I get, because hey, I'm pondering two things as you're speaking is how can we help others make decisions before something really 
hard has to happen in our life. You know, is that possible? Like listening to all our stories that you could choose to do it now and, and instead of waiting for something. And then I'd also like to explore what's it like now, like after the choice, you know, maybe a little bit of both of those. We have a little bit of time left on this episode. Maybe it'll have to transcend into another episode, but I don't know which one should we tackle first? Like, is there, are there any thoughts on how can someone be provoked to make the choice before it gets really hard? Any thoughts? Listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, and I'll, I'll just, I'll just toss in my thought process because I think it isn't as easy as just being able to pick up and do something. I mean, you know, when you have a family, you have things to consider like healthcare, income, and, you know, all of those things, you know, a place to live. So there are specific things, which is, I think, why we're always talking about, you know, policy and government and politics and, you know, all of those things, because people want a better life. And everybody has their own version of what that may or may not look like. So it's not easy always to make a decision, but it's easy to own your decision. And I think from my perspective, once you know what you want to do, your life will be completely different when you begin to actually do it. And I think that's where the joy really comes in because you feel like you're properly placed and your purpose is designed, you know, and you start to be, become so much more self-aware, you know, at that point. So I don't know, Stephanie, how it is for you, but to me, it's, I, I just feel like it wasn't like I wasn't doing what I wanted to do, but it just was, I think the season was different and it was time for me to completely shift what I was doing. Just because I'm doing something now doesn't mean I have to do it tomorrow, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a tough question. I think, you know, we ask our clients that, like when we first start working with them, like what what experiences would you like to have in your life or what would you like? I mean, we ask that question in a lot of different ways, like financially, life-wise, business-wise, industry, whatever, like to really try to figure that out and to try to look at the whole picture like not just what do I want to do for my business but like how does life sit into that and I think people you know the feedback that we guys people really appreciate that because there's a lot of coaches who could say here's the you know here's how we can support you to have everything you want in business but like the life piece is huge because that's it's our life right so yeah I I don't know I think it really does like take people sometimes noticing because to you know I, I think of all the things we discuss you can't we don't sometimes see it and so sometimes we don't even think or know to choose but I think if you follow your bliss and and I guess you just have to trust like at some point too I mean I didn't know what was going to happen I was okay for like a month or two after this layoff happened and I didn't know what was going to happen beyond that but I knew that I had to take a leap of faith and that if you you know if you're doing something that you really believe in and you go all in with like all your heart and like you get the support and you, you know, you just have to figure out and trust that like it'll all work out. Because no matter what, even if it fails, even if you want to try something totally different and you feel like you're going to be passionate about it and it doesn't go the way you thought, you have to at least try. If there's something on your heart or like something in your head that you want to explore, you have to at least try it and trust that it's either going to be amazing or you're going to learn a heck of a lot. 
from that experience that is going to help take you to whatever that next chapter it is or whatever it is you're meant to do next. But it's all, yeah, I guess follow your bliss for me. Yeah. And I, I feel like an essence of saying, allow yourself to dream. It's those dreams our heart is trying to sing. And then when we deny that, that's when life just gets, you know, darker and darker because the part that lights you up is not being satisfied, you know? And I think, you know, you both spoke of that, of being able to make a much deeper impact and, and do things that bring you joy so you can still be mothers and, and for, for Melissa, even a grandmother and be there for your family well, still doing the good work, you know, because sometimes the good work, it, you're like, as you said, Melissa, you enjoyed it. So it allowed you, I think you have to enjoy it. The amount of hours you were putting in, if you didn't enjoy it, then it would have been like a completely miserable existence. But ultimately, when it came down to it, we can love what we're doing. But if it takes up everything, and we're usually not one thing, you know, very few of us on this planet are one thing. There are, you'll see some people that are super focused on this thing and that's what they're meant to do in this lifetime but i'd say the majority of us have other things also like family like travel like music or whatever it is and we're not one thing and so when we can't include those other parts of us parts of us start to die so i guess that's what we're saying don't do and and you know just after asking you like can you do it i can sit here and say i have we have clients that did not have a catastrophe that made change in their life because they heard our stories and they said i'm not gonna wait and they did it and so when i asked the question i sincerely was wondering does it work because all three of us had to go through some stuff you know and not saying that other people don't go through stuff before they make the decision but but can you do it before? And I think the answer is yes, because I've seen it in in my own presence of people that came and heard these stories and decided, you know what, I'm going to choose now. I've been waiting all this time. I'm not going to wait until it hurts. So I think if we leave anywhere today, just really give yourself time. And like and Melissa will tell you, and she said on other podcasts, she didn't even 100% knew what she wanted to do because she had been working so hard. She didn't know what fun was or what to do. So, you know, you might have to give yourself time to really explore. If you allow yourself to dream again, what is it that you would really like? What experience do you want? Because tomorrow is not promised, as we've illustrated. You know, your job is not promised. You know, the family members in your life are not promised. Your own life and physicality is not promised. You know, like I say physicality because, you know, I lost my movement of my body for a period of time with the Guillain-Barre syndrome. We didn't talk in depth on this episode about it, but there's other episodes you want to look back. But ultimately, I think we're sharing all this and I appreciate you, Melissa and Stephanie for sharing your moments so that hopefully others can make a choice. And I hope this episode helped you think differently and make new choices. And please let us know, like comment, uh, send us messages and let us know what change came into your life. And if you have any questions, we're here. If you love this episode or any of our episodes and it's been meaningful for your life, please subscribe, you know, send us hearts and like us. And um, I'm sure you like us, but, you know, formally announce it online. Click that button. Okay. <laughs> And then, you know, but it's not just the thing for me. That's not like for our ego. 
when you do that, remember that you're part of the cause because when you share this information with others, yes, it's sharing our podcast, so it helps us, but what are you really helping? You're helping our mission, and that is to help as many people have the freedom they desire. So really, when you share this, when you like it, when you subscribe, you are advocating for people to have more personal freedoms and live the life that they want. And that's why we call it more business, more life. So we can have the life we want with the abundance. And thank you so much for tuning in as we try to end every episode with our tagline, choose gratitude and create freedom. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the More Business, More Life podcast. I hope you got value. And if you did, we have so many more things for you at stevenoplaton.com. You'll be able to connect with us on social media. We are active. You can ask us questions. And then on top of that, I want to give you a really big gift. And it truly is. We want to give so much value. We have an offering. It's a program called Clear Path to Customers. It's the same way that we attract wow clients and only working with the right people, the people we want to. And it's transformed my business into millions more in revenue with the right people and my clients. And we're doing it absolutely free. So you can go to stevenoplaton.com and grab that. You just got to put in your information. We'll send it to you promptly. And that again is on stevenoplaton.com. I look forward to having you on the next show. Until then, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.